Welcome to A to Z Sports, powered by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us all over social media as we are Nashville's on-demand sports talk network going live weekday mornings at 8 central time on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch. Uh, link to the show on our Twitter timeline. Hit up Instagram as well and our TikTok for all of our coverage. Got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for us and they help out you guys like Wilson County Hyundai because it's the holiday season. So if you're looking for that new ride when deals are hot, go check them out in Lebanon or at WilsonCountyHyundai.com. The Bone and Joint Institute, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Farm your health plans. Get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans. That's coverage, rates, and service. Learn more about a health plan for you, fbhp.com slash ATOZ. And Hughes and Coleman Injury Lawyers, the official injury lawyers of the Titans. If you've been injured in a car wreck, call them for a free case consultation at 800-800-4600. Zach, uh, Robert Woods did have his contract restructured this morning by the Titans. This is from Field Yates of ESPN. Then we'll dive into the identity of this, but... Uh, Robert Woods, uh, the Titans restructure by converting some base salary into a signing bonus, which is what a restructure is. Restructuring is not taking a pay cut. It's just getting paid now instead of later. So that saves the Titans $2.6 million in cap space right now. And Yates adds the Titans were tight to the cap prior to this move. So John Robinson uh, and the Titans have 2.6 million extra bucks of room to spend this year. I don't know if this is anything for, I mean, Nick's like, Oh, what's it for? What's it for? Is somebody going to get a new offensive lineman? Is it for Odell? <laughs> That's what everybody's going to. So I don't know what it's for, but uh, it's, it is interesting that they make this move after Thanksgiving because normally it's you know, the trade deadline's been ha- been gone for a month at this point. Uh, but it is interesting that they do feel the need to create a little bit extra room. Well, it, it tells me that John Robinson is, and this is what he does. He actively looks at his roster to see what kind of pieces he can move move around. And I think it tells me two things. We know John Robinson likes to have cap room within the season. That is notorious. We've seen him long enough as a general manager in the NFL to know his tendencies. So John Robinson likes to clear up space before the season starts, and he makes a lot of moves within the roster during. And he's had to do that in the last couple of years due to injury. And, you know, they're constantly trying to get better. And some key pieces, you know, Ben Jones has been out for the last couple uh, of weeks, the offensive line issues at times, and they're trying to get better. And then I think that the other thing, and we'll talk about Robert Woods today, now, Robert Woods is the prototypical Titans player. Team first, physical, block downfield, try to be reliable, but not a superstar guy, right? I mean, we're going to know, we're going to see the the lack of productivity that Robert Woods has seen and shown to this team this year thus far. Doesn't mean that he can't get better. Doesn't mean that he's within an offense that doesn't call on his services as much mm-hmm. as the Rams, but not a surprising move. Uh, you know, they paid Robert Woods. I think you're going to kind of feel a little sick in your stomach to say, hey, you paid the man, and you're going to see what he did here in a second with our yeah. graphic up into this point, which is 
Uh, not all that great this year from Robert Woods. So it, it is interesting, uh, Zach, because the Titans literally just gave Robert Woods $2.6 million in his bank account with this restructured uh, from taking base salary to a signing bonus. So, it, you know, I, I don't know what it means for this year. You know, the Titans and John Robinson probably knows he needs to add a little bit uh, to his roster, depending on what happens the rest of the regular season and into the playoffs. But it does adjust the way Robert Woods is on the Titans books moving forward because Spotrack, quick on the trigger, has already updated Robert Woods' contract after this restructure that just happened this morning. And so before this restructure, Robert Woods had zero dollars of dead cap space after this season. You know, it's now it's $2.6 million of dead cap. So it's still not anything that's going to handcuff. Uh, the Titans to Robert Woods uh, for the for the long term, but it is interesting that now they have to pay him something after this season on the cap, where they could have gotten away from Robert Woods scot free, but they decided obviously that two point six million dollars of space right now is better than two point six million dollars of space next year or beyond. Well, this is my personal opinion. I think that the Titans like Robert Woods. I don't think that they were going to move away from him. Like I said, he is the type of player that the Titans like, want, and value. He is a team-first guy. He is not a diva. They have got to get better. Uh, don't get me wrong. But he also had uh, you know multiple years on his contract that they traded for, and then they signed him. And so I think... This is not surprising to me. I think Robert Woods was going to be a Titan next year. I just I thought that that was going to be the case even prior to this move. Uh, well, I mean his uh, his cap hit next year, Zach, is fourteen point six million dollars. <laughs> so, um, you know they can save twelve million of it if they don't want to pay Robert Woods if they want to get rid of him and move elsewhere. But let's get to the original topic that we had of at hand because Mike Vrabel was asked a crucial question about the Titans' offensive identity yesterday in his Monday press conference following the loss to the Bengals in Nissan Stadium on Sunday. Let's hear from the Titans' head coach. Mike, with, with, with Derek, so much of the identity of this team has been tied to him in the run game now for a while. And you know, How much is that handcuffed to scheme and personnel? And by that I mean how difficult is it to change directions when it's, when it's not working? Well, well, Gentry, our job, you know, obviously is to understand, you know, who it is that that's that's running the ball and has had success. And, um, you know, Derek has got a unique skill set. That's, you know, his size, his length, um, you know. So we'll have to continue to, to to find ways to get him into the second level to, to where he can use his size, his speed, Continue to try to get him on the corner and, and, and break tackles and stiff arm and do the things that he's done. Um, you know, I thought the screen was an excellent, well-executed play by Brew and those guys, and we've hit a couple of those. You know, so I think that there's some things that you know we have to to be able to get to to to, to get him the football. Um, but our first focus is is finding ways to to run it and and. Uh, you know, to control the game and let those plays, those run plays and some of those play actions um, marry with each other. So. so a very interesting question from Gentry Estes of the Tennessean about uh, the Titans and their offensive philosophy and Derrick Henry off of a game where Henry <coughs> had 17 carries and was 
right at two point yards of carry. Not much success in the running game against Cincinnati. Uh, what was your initial takeaway from hearing Vrabel there? Well, I think Vrabel is not stupid. He is self-aware. I think that's what makes Vrabel a really good head coach. He's self-aware with what the refs are doing on the field or lack thereof. He's self-aware with what's going in the locker room. And I think he's self-aware of what his team is. Now, I don't know what in his heart of hearts of what he believes, but Mike Vrabel has always found a way to win. And that is something that I I think is very, very hard to find in the NFL. You're seeing Josh McDaniels this year. Now, they found a way to win this past week, but they've been losing a lot. The yeah, Broncos Josh have Jacobs been, going for 300 yards. <laughs> been losing a lot, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, you have teams all over the NFL that have been losing a lot. The Falcons have found a way to lose, even though they're still in their division. So, But Mike Vrabel has notoriously found a way to win those close games. I think the identity works. But how well does it work, right? To what degree does it work? It works to win regular season games, but I think the Achilles heel is that they haven't gotten to the Super Bowl, right? They've had these teams that have been the perennial playoff uh, you know, rosters, and they fall short, whether it's in the wild card round to the Ravens, whether it's in the divisional round to the Bengals, or whether it's in the AFC Championship game a few years ago to the Chiefs. This style needs something more you cannot and i think you know i'd like to play variable again yeah but i i I think he knows that it works but like i said to what degree does it work i mean they're seven and four right now austin they have a stranglehold and they're on their way to a third straight division title which is tough to do it's not easy Mm -hmm. but the overall big picture, and we're sitting here November 29th, or really that was 28th yesterday, that he was asked that question. It's hard to diagnose the overall landscape of a franchise, but it does work. I just would ask to what degree does it work? Yeah, I, w- I want to read some comments here in a second uh, from you guys reacting off of Mike Vrabel. Then we'll play Mike Vrabel again uh, here in a second. But Zach, tell everybody about Farm Bureau Health Plants. Yeah, FBHP.com is where to go to get your new health plan. I got my new health plan at the beginning of this year, and I'm really glad that I did. I save 20% every single month with Farm Bureau health plans compared to my old plan that was jacking up the rates, and honestly, it was a bad deal. Uh, And I didn't realize it was a bad deal until I got a quote from Farm Bureau health plans. I get health coverage, which is great. I get dental. I get vision. 200-plus locations across the state of Tennessee. If you're in the state of Tennessee – All you have to do is go to fbhp.com slash A to Z. You sign up. You can do it online. You don't really necessarily have to talk to anybody initially, or you can give them a call and get on the phone like I did because I like to talk to people. I want to, I got a lot of questions, whatever it is. I got a lot of questions and I had to ask those. They answered those questions, gave me a great quote, and I'm reaping the benefit of it now. Farnborough Health Plans of Tennessee, 200 plus locations across the state. Going to get to Mike Vrabel's comments again here in a second, but this show, A to Z Sports, always powered by the BetMGM app, and you can win big with BetMGM by downloading the app and signing up with our code ATOZ Sports. That gives you a risk-free bet on pro football up to $1,000. A great way to start uh, your BetMGM career, which uh, Zach and I are, are having a lot of fun with uh, for the, a couple of years now with the BetMGM crew. So here's, here's Mike Vrabel one more time 
and then we'll read some more comments and get into a different, bigger discussion too. Mike, with, with, with Derek, so much of the identity of this team has been tied to him in the run game now for a while. And you know, how much is that handcuffed to scheme and personnel? And by that, I mean, how difficult is it to change directions when it's, when it's not working? Well, well, Gentry, our job, you know, obviously is to understand, you know, who it is that that's, that's running the ball and has had success. And, um, you know, Derek has got a unique skill set. That's, you know, his size, his length, um, you know, so we'll have to continue to, to, to find ways to get him into the second level to, to where he can use his size, his speed. Continue to try to get him on the corner and, and, and break tackles and stiff arm and do the things that he's done. Um, you know, I thought the screen was an excellent, well-executed play by Brew and those guys, and we've hit a couple of those. You know, so I think that there's some things that you know we have to to be able to get to to to, to get him the football. Um, but our first focus is is finding ways to to run it and and. Uh, you know, to control the game and let those plays, those run plays and some of those play actions um, marry with each other. So. so there's Mike Vrabel again yesterday. And what Mike Vrabel said about Derrick Henry being unique is true. Like his length is different. It allows him to get uh, into different spaces. But I also know this for a fact, Zach, we have not seen Derrick Henry this year run away from everybody. He's been caught numerous times in numerous different ways, whether it was getting run down or, or the DB taking a good angle on that screen to force a fumble on the screen pass against Cincinnati, whether it's getting stumbled and, and tripped coming out of the, the second level and not being able to finish a breakaway run against Houston. There's, 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 we've seen Derrick Henry not be able to finish the runs uh, like we've seen in the past. And so it does create an awkward situation because you asked the question is like, to what level can Derrick Henry, you know, and this identity win you? Christian says it wins the AFC South. And the Titans are absolutely, should be on their way of winning the AFC South for the third consecutive year. But, you know, it that's not good enough at this point. <laughs> I think everybody understands that in 2022, just winning the AFC South is not good enough for this organization or the fan base. Well, look, we've seen it before. The Texans went through this and the Colts both went through this. They won multiple years and had nothing to show for it. Now, the Colts, they got blown out by the Patriots in the AFC Championship game. That was the only thing that they had to show for it. The Texans, after winning multiple years, they didn't even get to the AFC Championship game. So, like, that does – and, look, I want to read some comments because Juan says it was a great question. I thought it was a great question, but I also agree with Jerry. I didn't feel like he answered the question. Well, I think you know. he – I mean, he didn't. He told he told us no, no, no. Because Gentry asked the question, yeah. And I I love that he asked the question because we talked about it on Monday. Because you got upset because, and this is the problem: the Titans got to the red zone, and then they did what everybody wanted and expected them to do because notoriously it works. Run Derrick Henry. They did that twice. It didn't work. Then. Threw the ball incomplete. They had to kick a field goal. That was also unique to that particular game of not having red zone success. So they did, and this is why I don't fault them, and I said this on Monday, they did everything previous that had been successful, went in the red zone, and it didn't work multiple times. 
Yes. It's just yes. the facts. They they kept their again, that's the problem here is because that the Titans, but because oh, oh, Derrick Henry oh, is oh, a special player. Right, 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 right. But the Titans red zone plan against the Bengals was the same as their red zone plan against the Packers. Right? Like the Packers run defense sucks. The Eagles just ran for 362 yards on the Green Bay Packers on Sunday night. And so the Titans approach the Green Bay Packers defense and the Cincinnati Bengals defense the same way in the red zone, which is bad. That's bad game planning because not every defense is the same defense. And just because your offense has Derrick Henry doesn't mean you should force it down a paper shredder in the red zone against the defense that's not letting it do anything. Because we knew, and I said this yesterday too, that the Titans got into the red zone three times. They got to the 20-yard line four times. And so they got nine points from it because they could not get beyond that point. And because they, they got there because of the passing game. That's how they got into that spot. Then when they got there, they went away from what got them to that point, And they went back to the stubborn mindset of, well, 22's back there. The Titans should be able to score touchdowns just because 22's That's back That's what they should think. No, Austin, do they do the same thing in Kansas City and it that's works? Stubborn. That's stubborn. No, but that's but what their identity is. Austin, they don't have the players on the outside so, to change their philosophy of their identity, Austin. They and, don't. Robert so, Woods, Traylon Burks, Austin Hooper, and Chig, and all of those guys are not trustworthy enough. They have to go to Hilliard out of the backfield. That's how unique that they have to be in the red zone throwing the football. So I I will actually support in this case. Now, we'll talk about what the ceiling is. This is their identity. We would get upset at them, Austin. And I know you're asked to get upset at them if they threw the ball three times and didn't give it to Derrick Henry. I'm not calling for throwing the ball three times. But you can't I, get I, upset when it doesn't work. Like I feel like that is hypocritical. Oh, I come feel on. That, I am not that, that is hypocritical. That, come on. Dude, don't just take one situation here and act like I'm a hypocrite when I come to this. No, well, you're off. sitting here telling I'm not. they do what they when you want them to run. Oh, they need to run. When you want them to pass, oh, that, that that's Zach, not how it always Zach, works. Zach, I I I judge the Titans offense situationally that's what i do that is how i stay consistent i judge this offense on situations because what does mike vrabel say all the time football is a situational sport and the titans in situations their identity is no longer derrick henry to me the titan's identity is stubborn that is their offensive identity. they don't have the player they don't have the luxury of the players austin ah don't they call don't me, have don't, the luxury do not, of the players. Do not, do not call me hypocritical again on this. No, I, I can do whatever the hell I want. Don't. And when I hear when I hear you say things like that, they don't have the luxury of the talent, so they have to resort to Derrick Henry because Derrick Henry has consistently worked over the last several years. The last several years is not this year. That's it, that's called stubbornness. It, but it worked previous this year. You've seen it numerous times against Derrick Henry in the red zone score touchdowns. It didn't happen one game. Uh, 
And thank you, Craig. Austin wasn't complaining a few weeks ago when they had the highest red zone percentage because it was working. And then they ran into a, a, a he's telling you, It's not a thank you, Craig. He's criticizing you. No, but that, no, that's that, that's telling you that I'm not going to just. <laughs> no, he's no, that's wrong. You want to no. read the comment again? You read the wrong comment because that it's telling you. Then I, then I now all of a sudden you're complaining. That's what Craig's saying. I'm complaining because they view the Bengals defense in the red zone, the same way they approach the Packers defense Wrong. in the red zone. They view their offense the same. That's, That's where you're not, confused. They view their I, offense I think, the same. I, I they think don't, that is, they don't, they don't think about the other opponent's defense differently. Why? Because they, they don't have the luxury to make up great routes for their great wide receivers and tight ends. Cause they don't have them. Oh, what? I mean, come what do you on. Mean? Create like they have the ability to create mismatches. Like they like you're acting like you're acting <laughs> they like don't, the they don't have good weapons. Look, I, I they they have weapons. They have the I, worst weapons in the league. You could argue. I mean, yeah, sure, but I, <laughs> like, I'm not, but Zach, I, I'm not here to argue the Titans' lack of or or having offensive weapons. It's the it's the inability for this offensive coaching staff to figure it out. Like. You you have who you have. They, Figure they it don't out. have a great I feel offensive like I'm, coaching I feel staff. like I'm the big cat gif at the Bears game. Figure it out. Do something. Like, be better than what you are as right. a coaching staff. Look, that I, is where I'm here. Yeah, Todd Downing is not good. We've established that on this show. The chat has established it. You have established it. I've established it. He's not good. So, so just, okay. No, I know there's, it's not an excuse. This is going to the topic that we're talking about. It's the makeup of the offense. You have I, to do what they know works because you know what they don't, do you know in your heart that Robert Woods works or Austin Hooper works or Chig works or no, you don't because they haven't caught touchdowns in the red zone. They don't catch touchdowns. I mean, uh, Hooper had two uh, Thursday night against green Bay. Yeah. Yeah. Off, off of one play and, you sit there and, and Hooper's unlocked. What did he do this past game? We had 30 catches for in the first half or 30 yards in the first half. What did he do and in the second half when they nothing. needed him? The I most? don't know. They still throwing nothing, the not Jeff a zero. Right. So, so all of a sudden his, his lock got locked at halftime. So th that's my problem with the unlock term for who? is for, like, why? Because, because the, they don't, because they ran the football and they didn't have any offers into production from their lack of weapons. Austin, I, I said it and you agreed. They have probably the worst. Now, the Texans' weapons are bad. But the worst offensive weapons besides Derrick Henry in the National Football League. So when you ask them to use the lack of weapons, it doesn't make logical sense. They have to resort back to their running identity. They did. It didn't work. That's how It just happened. I don't understand how Austin Hooper is good enough to have four catches for 30 yards in the first half. And then he doesn't like, that's not an Austin Hooper because he's problem. not good. That's not an Austin Hooper problem. That's a game planning problem and a play calling problem. And, the, and let's, let's also be real. The Titans only got the ball once in the fourth quarter. And again, play calling is a, is an issue in the yeah, second half. Cause their defensive secondary couldn't stop big plays on the outside. Let's read. Yeah. I'm going to read Sam's lunch money comments real yes. quick. Before Noah brings up uh, the biggest issue is the offensive line. And Noah actually brings up something that I do think has been, a. we've been distracted. We've been distracted by other things within the offense. And I, the offensive line is an issue, but 
I don't think that we talk about that as much as some of the other topics. Now, again, offensive line conversations aren't as sexy. I, I get that in the, the thing. But Noah says the biggest uh, problem is the offensive line. Daly is bad. Aaron Brewer's too small. Raiden needs to be left guard because, well, I don't even think he needs to be that because he is better, but he's just bigger. I hate to say that size matters. Got to finish the offensive line right there. And so th- there's a comment from Noah. And you can react Again, to that I feel like you. I've talked about Aaron Brewer being 280 pounds ever since the Titans are going to roll him out there uh, as left guard and, and stick with that. Like, but they I, have again, nobody else. What? Who? Eh. That's maybe they, that's why they just paid Robert Woods. <laughs> yeah, the signing bonus to create space. Dennis Daly's terrible, and you know you went into the season expecting and hoping Lawan was going to be here. Uh, and and Noah doubles down on that and says Aaron Brewer is the number one contributor to Derrick Henry being hit in the backfield. Yeah, and the two dollars stake comment about Aaron Brewer from Mike Vrabel in training camp is turning out to be true. There's a reason why uh, two dollars steaks are not in the best restaurants, right? Because they're just not good. It might be tough as hell, but that only gets you so far, and it's not good enough right now because Aaron Brewer keeps getting blown up. Yes, but they were vaulted vaulted into that situation because of Ben Jones, right? Like. They because they don't trust Dylan Raiden. Dylan Raiden isn't very good, <laughs> right? So, like, pick your poison. We, how do you want to die? I mean, that, no, the offensive line is terrible, and, and, and that's so. The, how much was that? And I'm just going to bring this up outside of our conversation because we do have to get to a question for the chat. Hmm. How much of Aaron Brewer and Dylan Raiden's was the issue of the lack of run? running red zone success this past week oh, or just rushing success in general, not even the red zone, just in general. I, I think uh, from what I could tell that the Bengals were doing, I think Ben Jones being there for the experience of how to deal with the fronts that the Bengals were using, I think were a big factor. I, I don't know truly what the athletic difference is in Ben Jones at his ability right now and his age versus Aaron Brewer. I think it's, I think it's the intangibles that Ben Jones represents on the offensive line to understand fronts and how the Bengals are doing things. So I think it was a, it was a significant part of it, but again, like situational play calling is still the biggest head scratcher for this offense. And, And whether it's Derek Henry or not, or the, weird second down and 10 screenplay to Dontrell Hilliard that lost five yards. It there's, there's too many things that just don't make sense. I think that goes to the identity of the football team combined with the roster combined with Todd Downing. And look, we, I don't think anybody's ever said Todd Downing is a good offensive coordinator. I expect him to be fired at the end of the year. I, I do. Unless they have this wild run where they go to the Super Bowl, which the odds save your money, people. Don't bet on BetMGM on that. I think Todd Downing, this is his last year. I think the DUI combined with the bad play calling. I actually had a conversation about this last night. This is, I think, this is the philosophy of Todd Downing. Mike Vrabel tried to do the same thing with Todd Downing as he did with Shane Bowen, and it didn't work. It just didn't work. And Shane Bowen got a second opportunity, and it worked. But th- but there were differences in their first opportunities. Oh, in their first yes. opportunities, Shane Bowen didn't truly get the opportunity. Shane well, Bowen 
see, in, this is my opinion. In Mike Vrabel's mind, because A.J. Brown and Julio Jones were hurt for most of the, and Derrick Henry wasn't there last year, that, I believe, what is what Mike Vrabel thought in bringing Todd Downing back and saying, and look, he brought Todd Downing back before he traded away A.J. Brown, so we have to recognize that. I think he was like, well, we, he didn't have a full opportunity with all of the injuries and not having the best back and he well, did yes. an adequate job at winning. That's I, why he gave him a second opportunity. I agree with that. That yes, that's why Todd Dining came back because of the injuries previously. And Mike Vrabel didn't trade away uh AJ Brown. Just want to clear that up too. So uh but again what I'm saying is the difference in Shane Bowen's initial opportunity and Todd Downing's Shane Bowen didn't have the title of defensive coordinator. Todd Downing did have the title of offensive coordinator. Todd down that Zach, that's a huge deal. Like, I don't know why you're, you're, you're I, you know, cause I think ahead. Shane, I think that was, that was a COVID year. We all know that. And Shane Bowen was doing it's a, a coat Zach, it's, it was a COVID year, which makes things, which made things very difficult. And also Shane Bowen was the outside linebackers coach and not the coordinator, which means that he had to coach a position group instead of Rome like coordinators do. That's right. the, that the justification the, for Downing is that he didn't have his full slate. Mike Vrabel, I believe, wanted to give Todd Downing a full year with a full slate. I don't disagree with that. It's so that's just, why we're – no, but I'm just explaining. That's why Todd Downing is still here. Uh, yes, and again, I, I just think it's they're, they're apples and oranges when it comes to uh, their first-year opportunities as play callers on game day. But it's the same philosophy. It's the okay. same philosophy of a coach within a building. Okay, that's fine. Shane Bowen, I mean, look, I admit I was wrong about Shane Bowen. When they uh, when they upgraded him and vaulted him to off our defensive coordinator, uh, I was like, what the hell is going on? That worked out, right? Shane Bowen has been very good with this defense. But with one thing being good, one other thing has been bad. Yes, absolutely. So let's ask this question. We've gotten into a lot of different side conversations because of just where it's gone. But uh, what is the Titans ceiling with Derrick Henry as the offensive centerpiece. I find this fascinating because I don't know where you guys are going to take it, but what is the Titan ceiling with Derrick Henry as the offensive centerpiece? But first, let me tell you guys about Hughes and Coleman. They're the official injury lawyers of the Titans and of A to Z Sports every morning. And if you get injured in a car wreck, call Hughes and Coleman for a free case consultation. Their number is 800-800-4600. Hughes and Coleman injury lawyers, they've recovered over $1 billion for their clients in Tennessee and Kentucky, and they can do the same for you because they've got the resources, they've got the muscle to go battle against the insurance company when you need it most, and that's after you've been injured in a car wreck. So for a free case consultation, call Hughes and Coleman Injury Lawyers. Their number, 800-800-4600, Principal Office, Nashville, Tennessee. It is eSports. I think we had a good question coming up, uh, and we got a good promo right here, including BetMGM. Use that promo code ATOZ Sports, all one word, ATOZ SPORTS, in the promo code tab. The king of the sports book, they're going to give you a risk free bet up to $1,000 for new users. Use our promo code, download the app today in your Apple or Android app store. All right. So, what is the Titans ceiling with Derek Henry as the offensive centerpiece? I think it's a good question, Zach. Uh, what are all the comments coming in and saying off the top? 
Well, Scott just says all the tough playoffs. And we're talking about ceiling, right? And Valentino says AFC South, so they've reached that, right? Ceiling, one win in the playoffs from Tighten Up Ohio. This year, one competitive one and done in the playoffs. First round exit, divisional round. Steven says Super Bowl, but won't bring home the Lombardi without a better quarterback. So I like I like the our author of many leather-bound books, Stephen King, right there. Wild card from Eric, divisional winner from Joe, or division winner, excuse me, not divisional. There's a huge difference there. AFC Championship at most, playoffs, Super Bowl, of course, wild card winners, no win in the playoffs from Tighten Up. Deborah says Super Bowl, first round exit from Guy. Let me reiterate, what is the ceiling of yes, Derek Henry not, as the centerpiece? Yeah, not, not what do you expect yes, them to do? Yes, that's very important. Um, you want to keep reading comments? Uh, yeah, Bork okay. says divisional round of the playoffs, one playoff win, one and done in the playoffs from Jamie. Super Bowl from Justin, AFC Championship game at best. Uh, Austin, where do you go on this? I think you could go a couple of different ways and justify it. So I'm curious to see where you're going. Yeah, I, I do think, you know, this, this question's obviously pointed towards Derrick Henry being the focal point of the offense, right? But we also have to understand how good this defense is and knowing that the defense can muddy up a lot of games and play like they did against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs for 55 minutes with Malik Willis as the quarterback and have you in a game, right? So I think the defense does extend this a little bit, but I think the absolute ceiling, we've seen it because it is the AFC championship game appearance. That's the ceiling with Derrick Henry as the centerpiece. And because the reason why I say that now is because you have to remember what the Titans passing game was when they went to the AFC championship game in the 2020 playoffs after the 19th season. It wasn't the AJ Brown of the last couple of years. AJ Brown was non-existent in those playoffs. And he only had one catch for like four yards against the Patriots in the wild card round, did a little bit more against the Ravens, but not much and not really much at all uh, in that chiefs game. So it wasn't He's still, the- he and that is correct. He still was a distraction for yeah, the defense. But he didn't know. I don't even think that much because he didn't have the reputation. Like afterwards, I mean, he was a thousand yard receiver. There is a yeah. The Titans don't have anywhere close to that. Well, I, I'm not. I'm not. Compa- I'm not saying that they do. I'm just saying AJ Brown as a rookie in those playoffs was shut down by corners that are very good. It was a because- bigger distraction than they have this year. Uh, but I, I don't think AJ Brown had that rep of just, oh my God, there's 11 over there. We got to make sure we have two guys on it. Like, I don't, he didn't, in that playoffs, he didn't have that rep. He didn't. Well, they like, don't have anybody now. I, that's I, the that, point. That's not what I'm arguing. I'm just saying that we have to remember when they got to the AFC Championship game, they got there on the back. But that's what I'm comparing. You're talking about then and we're talking about now. The ceiling is now, right? It's what the, what can they do with this as the identity moving yes. forward? It, they don't have a distraction. The, right, At least well, he was a bigger distraction than what they have now. That's I mean, my a point. little bit. Like again, like yes, but he was a little bit. Like, He's a thousand yard receiver. Okay, so and Anthony says Brown got that rep now, Austin. Like, yeah, thanks, Anthony. That's not what he's arguing. Uh, that's what I say. I'm it's, talking about like, uh, the reason why I'm saying I bring this up is because I'm saying like we have to remember this the the moment and we can't just. 
acts like A.J. Brown is the A.J. Brown of today when they were playing in Kansas City in January of 2020. He was, was still different... better than what they have on the roster I'm not current. saying that it wasn't. I'm just saying that he that was pre-real explosion of A.J. Brown's reputation. That A.J. Brown, it was pre-him really breaking out. That is my whole, whole point. And so that's where I still think the ultimate ceiling is the AFC Championship game because the defense is better than it was a couple of years ago. The defense can also help get you there with the stylistic play of Derrick Henry being the focal piece. Do I expect him to get there? Absolutely not. But the if we're talking ceiling, then yeah, it's AFC Championship game appearance and then losing that game. Especially if the Bills are a wild card team. And you don't have to play Josh Allen in the divisional round if things go a certain way. Yeah, but if things go a certain way. Well, again, right, but we're talking about ceiling. So there's you're still gonna have to play another good team. I understand, but there's a lot of variables that go into things too. And so that's what when we're talking about ceiling, that's why I say the ceiling's a little bit higher than I think most will say. So I'm going one step below. I, I it is divisional round. And it is because the the odds are you are going to have to face either Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen. Those are the odds. I'm going to play the odds of the ceiling. Here's the other odds. Notoriously, the Titans, they the last couple of years, they haven't had good games in the playoffs, right? When they've needed their good defense a couple of years ago against the Raven, Ravens, or their good offense a couple of years ago, they'd against have the Ravens. a good defense. Yeah, the they, Ravens, they had a they good offense. Played really well. Twenty. Yeah, and and that and they was didn't the, get that right. And that was a defense that played well enough to win the game, but the offense let them down. Right. So you you don't want the opposite to happen in this scenario, right? You don't want the defense to play poorly, and then you got to rely on the offense. I think it is a divisional. I think they could win their ceiling doing this. I just don't think that they can get to the Super Bowl. I, no, I agree with you on, on that. I, I guess why I say AFC championship game appearance, because I think if the Titans win in the wild card round, they go to whoever they've got in the divisional round with a massive chip on their shoulder, ready to go mess stuff up. And that's when the Titans are at the best, right? Is that when they get that momentum and can go say, we're going to screw up somebody else's season. That's what they did against Baltimore in, in the divisional round a couple of years ago. I get, That's why I think if they win the wild card game, I would not be scared to throw a little sprinkle on the money line of the Titans or wherever they go for the divisional round. I, I, because I think well, they can. Yeah, yeah. But I, look, I, I think that philosophy makes sense based on their history, right? I mean, that's the identity of their football team. The overarching issue, though, is telling us that Derrick Henry is not good enough to get the Titans to where they need to go. This Let's... philosophy, you know, you, you and I, and I will include and the chat, but you are you're just saying AFC Championship appearance. We are talking about Derrick Henry as the centerpiece focal point of the offense. You are saying cannot win the Titans a Super Bowl. So they need to change, correct? Yeah, yeah. And I want you to, because you said Derrick Henry is not good enough to get this team where they need to go. I think Derek, as the centerpiece. I think Derrick Henry is not the problem. See, 
I him, disagree. So I no Derrick Henry's ability is not the problem. No, that's different than what you originally said. Well, that, what's because you said Derrick Henry is not good enough. So I want to clarify and say that no, I you, don't. You cut me off. You didn't listen. I, I said did listen. Derrick. I didn't, no, you didn't. Cut you off. I didn't cut you off. No, because I said Derrick Henry is not good enough as the centerpiece and focal point of the offense. You stopped right. listening after that. I did not stop listening, Zach. I just said I want to clarify my opinion based off of what you said because you included me in your comment. And I'm just saying I want to say that this has nothing to do with Derek Henry's ability. It's a yes, it is about the philosophy around Derek Henry, not about Derek Henry the player. That's what I'm trying yeah, to well, clarify. Yeah, we know that. I mean, okay, well, that's maybe. obvious. Okay, I just Derrick Henry is a great football player. He's the best running back in the league. He's unbelievable. He's a game wrecker. But the way that he forces your offense, especially with what the Titans have at quarterback and wide receiver and tight end, it forces, I think, your ceiling to be lower. Because Austin, last year, the Bills and the Chiefs got into a shootout. You can't get into a shootout. But the odds are you're going to face an offense that is going to score on your defense. Because if you're going to play the wild card game, the divisional game, the championship game, and the Super Bowl, the odds are one, if not two out of those four teams are going to have a high octane offense. Well, yeah. So right. that's that's why I'm saying is the Derrick Henry as the focal point and centerpiece of this offense is not going to win you a Super Bowl. So then, therefore, don't you have to change? Question mark. Um, I mean, yes, they have to change. Is do they have the ability to do it and to pivot right now? And and I that that may be a different. Question no, they've got to go to war with what they have. Uh I I kind of disagree. I think they have more ability to pivot than they think they do. You got Todd Downing calling the plays. They can't. I, I, uh, I know. And that's, again, that's why I want to, let's pocket this moment and save it for, I don't know, tomorrow, Thursday, Friday. I, I Because of time, I would like to have a longer extended conversation about this. Because the, the answer to your question is, do they need to change to get to the ultimate goal? Yes. The answer is yes. Derek Henry, as the centerpiece, is only going to get them so far. I think they have the ability to pivot more than they will attempt to do. Yeah, because they don't trust Todd Downing or their lack of weapons. They shouldn't. I am of the philosophy, so I'm opposite of you, and we can have a bigger conversation. But you need to just pound Derrick Henry in the ground. You need to run him as hard as you, and they they do that. So I'm not I'm not saying anything that they're not listening to. That's that is your only hope in this situation. They don't have the talent at offensive coordinator or on the field outside of Derrick Henry to do anything else. That's why I didn't kill him for running the football in the red zone against the Bengals. That's just what you should do. All right, so let's get to a uh, abbreviated Robert Woods conversation. We did talk about Robert Woods' contract restructure off the top of the show. For those who have missed that, we might touch. I'll touch on that and what it might mean for the long term. Uh, with Robert Woods, uh, but also what's one word to describe Robert Woods' season with the Titans thus far? But Zach, tell everybody about Wilson County Hyundai. 
Yeah, Wilson County Hyundai is where you need to go to get your next ride. Your perfect make and model is right around the corner. And it's at WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Payne Bone and his team, family owned and operated. That's family owned and operated. That means you're going to get a great deal. It's going to be trustworthy when you go to purchase. Hyundais are unbelievable cars. They've got the fuel efficiency out the wazoo. If you're on the Ionic, that thing's battery powered. You can go test drive any of these vehicles at Wilson County Hyundai. Quick trip down I-40 exit 236 or visit their inventory online at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. Don't forget the BetMGM app. Download it. Use our code ATOZ Sports, and you get a risk-free bet on pro football up to $1,000. It's a great way to jumpstart your sports betting career with BetMGM, and I love the BetMGM app a ton. I've had a great football season, whether it's college or pro football uh, so far. It's going to get tougher and tougher down the stretch once we flip over to December. But download the BetMGM app, use our code ATOZ Sports, and you get that risk free bet on pro football up to $1,000. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. 21 or older, it's the only new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification, eligible requirements, awards issued, and knowledge for bets or site credit. For bets expire in seven days. For problem game support, call Tennessee Redline 800 889 9789. So we're asking this question about Robert Woods. What's one word to describe Robert Woods? season with the Titans thus far. And here's Robert Woods yesterday on a Monday press conference. What you figured as far as your role here, Robert, this year, is just the kind of season you expected? I mean, you had a little bit of a hand in, in trying to come here uh, as well. Is this about what you signed up for? for uh, yeah, I would say we're, we're winning and contending for playoffs. <laughs> kind, of, kind of short. Kind of short there. John Glennon's question was about three times as long as Robert Woods' answer. It is interesting, right? You know, because I'm John. You know, John's you know what right? I heard there. What I'm just here so I don't get fined. Yeah, like, right. In that uh, tone, that same tone. I'm just here so I don't get fined. We are winning. Well, especially because I, I like when Glennon put. You know, you had a hand in where you wanted to be traded to, and Robert <laughs> Woods is probably like, "Damn it, you're right. Uh, why? What am I doing here? Buyer's <laughs> remorse. <laughs> yeah, trader's remorse. Uh, whatever that might look like. So. What's one word to describe Robert Woods uh, and his production thus far uh, for the Titans? I'm going to go and read some comments because I think there's some solid comments, uh, some that are pro-Woods and some that are anti-Woods. Getting to the top here, underutilized from Carlos, um, disappointing from Pauly, disappointment from Zach Goodman, downing for uh, DeMario. Jerome just says poo. Kevin says atrocious. Uh, underutilized from James unused is lanes pistol says assignment. There's a lot of underutilized that I've seen come through and a lot of people uh, blaming Todd Downing and not necessarily Robert Woods serviceable from tighten up Ohio um, underwhelming from Caleb bridge from Eric Alonzo uh, more underutilized uh, coming in as well across the board. Uh, and then Valentino says leader. I, I do think Robert Woods uh, is a leader. And it's funny, Zach, because I, you know, create a graphic that I'll show you in a second. And you brought Robert Woods on the graphic today. There is that if you go through and scroll through the Robert Woods photos in our database, you see a lot of Robert Woods patting his teammates. Celebrating on the helmet, with right? his yeah. teammates. But it's like, it's whether it's uh, Traylon Burks patting him on the head or, or Malik Willis, you know, kind of giving us, there's a lot of that. And so there's look, Robert Woods is valuable to this to this team because of what he brings in moments like that and then throughout the week. But the production on game days has been a little um 
less than what we probably expected. Well, uh, I think Robert Woods does exactly what the Titans want him to do. He doesn't complain. He understands his role. I do think he believes he's underutilized. He is a leader, though. He blocks downfield. Like, he celebrates with his teammates, right? He knows where to be. He's reliable. He's not, you know, he, he dropped one pass a couple of weeks ago that is etched in my mind. But he that's that's usually not Robert Woods' MO is to drop a bunch of passes. But Scott gets the love of the show because after all of these comments that you read, Austin, I was waiting. I thought you may have read Scott. Scott's is my word. This was my word before we asked the question. It's my word now. And Scott has it. It is pedestrian. That is the perfect word because he is just pedestrian. It, it, and because how do you rate him? Robert Woods is not you know a thousand yard receiver is a number one guy and is going to catch eight touchdowns, right? And he's not going to celebrate while he does it. It's just not what Robert Woods is. Robert mm -hmm. Woods is lunch pail guy, but he has been pedestrian. He has not been... He's not a celebrity. He's not a star. He hasn't been wow. He's been a pedestrian. So I, I, Scott, you get the love of the show. I really like that comment because I think it it adequately sums up the question that we're asking. Yeah, and and you know my one word is insufficient, and I, I don't think it's all Robert Woods's fault that he's insufficient. I just think that's a word that. Uh, covers every base of the Robert Woods situation. So, you know, all in all, he's got 32 catches for 350 yards. But when you take the two games with Malik Willis, when we understand the Titans were running the ball, you know, 45, 50 times in both those games, in the nine games with Ryan Tannehill, here's Robert Woods' numbers. You know, it averages 3.3 catches a game for 36 yards, 12 per pop. Uh, and, you know, it's not like that – you know, it's not a terrible season. It's just not, it's pretty pedestrian. Like, like Zach, like you and Scott are saying, you know, so if that's around 55, 60 catches for that 600 yard range for what Robert Woods was supposed to be in this offense, you know, I think we would have been underwhelmed by those numbers. Two when he was touchdowns. <laughs> well, the touchdown thing is. It matters. No, I, I know it, it should, but it's that like Dontrell Hilliard has the most receiving touchdowns with four. It's just the touchdown thing is a Titans offense thing, not a Robert Woods. Well, you don't trade a guy for two touchdowns. No, just, I, especially I'm, as your number two wide receiver that's going to start every game and play. And the, he plays the, a lot of snaps. The irony is uh, still better than Julio. <laughs> and uh, it, it's true. And nine games and Julio played, I think, 11. Uh, last year for the Titans. So yeah, Robert Woods has been better than Julio uh, objectively. Uh, and so it's just, it's just, and again, it goes down to what I feel about Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry's ability as a running back is not the problem. Robert Woods, I don't think his ability as a wide receiver is the problem. I just think it's the situation that everybody's in. It's an inadequate offensive play caller and game planner and play designer plus an offensive line that is inept at times that hurts both pass and run inexperience around Robert Woods. Now I do think the trajectory moving forward, which is kind of where I was going with the pivot philosophy comment. I do think it can and will be better moving forward. Now that Tannehill is back from the injury pre Tannehill ankle sprain, 
there was a lot of concern with the passing game. Move the last 10 quarters have been a positive sign. Well, because players have improved. You know, Austin yes. Hooper has improved from when he was to the start of the year. Chig has improved from where he was at the start of the year. They need to get that guy more targets. We all know that. Traylon Burks obviously has improved since. And I think that Robert Woods has more to give, right? But we we know this. The offense doesn't necessarily pull everything out. It just mm-hmm. and it never will. And if you don't have Again, A.J. Brown's going to be a topic later this week. You don't have the A.J. Brown game breaker because I think here is the difference. Uh, I'm not even going to go into that. I'm not going to go into that. We'll talk about that later uh, this week. Um, But I do think for Robert Woods, he's not happy. I mean, listen to him. I mean, listen to this man's tone and uh, tell me if he's happy with his role. What you figured as, as far as your role here, Robert, this year, is this the kind of season you expected? I mean, you had a little bit of a hand in, in trying to come here uh, as well. Is this about what you signed up for? for- uh, yeah, I would say we're, we're winning and contending for playoffs. He's not happy. And now, he, he's not a complainer. He's not a complainer. But he's not happy. I'm not talking about he's not happy with the Titans or his place or his contract. He just got paid $2 million. He's not happy because he answered the question. The question was not like, hey, do you like scoring all? It was do you, your role, right? Like, I mean, well, it, he doesn't like where he, what his production is. Especially because they lost on Sunday and only scored 16 points. That's, that's, it, I think that has to do with the tone. If you ask Robert Woods this question after the Green Bay game, he said yeah, they're winning. Look, he didn't say they're losing. I, I know, but but he also is but that doesn't mean his mood is just it, it just moves on. His mood is his offense scored 16 points and got nine points out of four red zone trips and, and lost. And so yes, they're overall they're winning and they're continuing for the playoffs. Those are factual, like team first answers and things to say. But the tone is what I'm addressing here. The tone is, yeah, his offense got shut down. Of course, he's going to be a negative tone. Well, and no, he's not I happy. Think the tone is he's is, he's been shut down all year. Because <laughs> it's yeah. is this what you expected? I mean, my hell no, this is not what I expected. You think that through through eleven games, Robert Woods. And really 11, because this is what it is, but the Malik Willis thing. But you think he expected to have 325 yards receiving, averaging 3.3 yards and 36 yards per game with one touchdown? That's a that's a hell no. That's not just a, we're winning games. So I, that, that, I think he answered the question correctly. Oh, yeah, and it tells it us that he's not happy. With yeah, and uh, Xavier says Xavier says uh, no, Austin. He was pissed after the Green Bay game too. Xavier, you don't know that. And Robert Woods had six catches on seven targets for sixty nine yards and a long of thirty two against the Packers. He wasn't pissed about that. Like if you if you look like does he want more? Yes, every wide receiver wants the ball more. Like that's just what it is. Every is, is that that's the fact. Every receiver known to man wants the ball to be thrown their way more. Whether they're getting 52 targets in 11 games or 69, 100, 
They want the ball more. That's how receivers are wired. Well, and Jody brings up the huge X factor in this. When he requested the trade to go to Tennessee, he thought A.J. Brown was going to be beside him. Yep. And it's a lot different with a multi-thousand-yard receiver that is a superstar that just had over 140 yards receiving in a playoff game than a rookie trailing Burks. That is the difference. And I'm not saying that the Titans kind of pulled the rug out from under him. Situations happen. But this was not his expectations when he requested the trade to go to Tennessee, right? So, yeah. That, that, that I think is, and Jody, I'm glad you brought that up because that is the perception. So when John Glenn said, is this, you know, on your request? Cause he did request. Nah, 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 man. That's not what I requested. I requested to come here with an, with an elite superstar like Cooper cup, right? That type of, not, I mean, Cooper cup is in his own, but that type of guy, not mentoring a rookie that is navigating his way through his first NFL season. Mm-hmm. That, I think, is the huge difference in this conversation. So, Jody, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, no doubt. All right, A to Z Sports here live on this Tuesday. Zach, let's go ahead and get to our Tuesday sports trivia. But real quick, let me tell you guys about the Bone & Joint Institute. Boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Whenever you get hurt in life, you got to know where to turn. It is the Bone and Joint Institute in Franklin. They've got specialists who know everything about any type of injury you could possibly think of to get you back healthy, whether it's spine, neck, shoulder, knee, hip, toe, ankle, foot, whatever it might be. They've got you covered. Boneandjointtn.org. I just got to correct this. Ken, you're wrong. Just look it up. Hold on, Zach. No, you hold on, Ken. Why don't you hold on to some statistics that are correct? A.J. Brown has had 2,000 yard, and he's on his way to a third because he already has over 800 receiving, barring injury, which I will say that. But for the rest of the season, he's going to have three out of four of his years. So, Ken, you hold on. Bro. Yeah, Google is your friend there, Ken. But you yeah. cannot Google in trivia. So let's just no. also yeah. know that. Yeah, but you can, Ken, you hold on to this, you hold on to your phone tight, and you go to that BetMGM app, and you dial in BetMGM in your app store, and then you punch A-T-O-Z-S-P-R-T-S in the promo code tab, and you're getting yourself a risk-free bet up to $1,000, Ken, if you haven't already and you're a new user. So you can hold on to that, and you can also hold on to the king of the sports books. That's BetMGM. Let's get to trivia time. All right, Tuesday sports trivia. There is one rule, and Ken, you cannot Google. Nobody can Google here and on. Ken, I look, I like Ken. Ken watched the show, but if you say, "Hey Zach," don't think I'm not going to read that. And when you're dead ass wrong, I'm not going to call you out. So, uh, you just all is like- fair in love and war, Ken, and we move forward. All right, so, uh, Zach, we are switching up a little Tuesday Sports Trivia. We're not, we're not going to do 10 questions moving forward uh, because we got too many football things to talk about. So five questions each Tuesday for Tuesday Sports Trivia, four sports and one non-sports. So let this thing roll. Get that thing rolling. All right, we have four and one. Our first of sports trivia 
How many scoring titles did Allen Iverson win in his first six seasons of his career? Ooh, I do not know this. Hmm. How many scoring titles did Allen Iverson win in the first six seasons of his career? Two, five, four, or three? Two, five, four, three. So that was the late 90s. It can't be five. I, I, I've got to eliminate five. There's no way that he has five. Right, because that... Mm. We're getting a lot of threes and twos. Jarrell says first mine says two. Nick says lowest number is the two. We're getting threes because that's right there in the center. Man. I'm trying to think of like who else would be in that conversation for scoring titles during that era. Jordan at the end. Yeah, because he played, he crossed Jordan up when he was playing in the Bulls. So that was when did he get drafted? I I want to. Iverson was like the ninety-eight. No, it was earlier than that. Ninety-six. He was the ninety-six, 96 draft. draft. Ray Allen was in that draft. That was a killer draft. So we're talking about um, really like two years of primo Jordan. Man, I think we just need to go with two. David Robinson, Jody brings up. Um, you want to go two? I go think to, two makes the most sense. Let's go two, final A to Z. Uh, Allen Iverson is the shortest player in the history of the NBA to win a scoring title. He won three scoring titles in his first six years. Hmm. Tough. Oh, and one. God dang it. Hockey trivia. Hockey rules. Somebody's got to know this. I do not know this. Okay. Which official has the final decision in matters of disputed goals? Linesman, video goal judge, goal judge, or referee? I have no clue. Which official has the final decision in matters of disputed goals in hockey? The linesman, the video goal judge, the goal judge, or the referee? That's why with only five questions, these are going to be tougher. You're not going to get a bunch of layups from Allen yeah, Iverson. We're getting goal judge from Carlos, Timothy, and Jody. Devin and Valentino says the video. Wait, so say one more time. Which official has the final decision in matters of disputed goals? Linesman, video goal judge, goal judge, or referee? Part of me wants to say the referee because the video judge's job is to say, hey, whistle, we need to come look at this. And the referee is the one that comes in. I think it's referee, the head official. Referee makes the final decision after watching the video. That's what I think. You buying that logic? It does make sense, logically. But video goal judge wouldn't, 
video final. goal judge is there yeah, to so that's create eliminated. the conversation. So right? I think it's between goal judge and referee. I don't even know if there was a goal judge, but apparently there is. I say we go with referee. Final A to Z referee. The final call is the referee's call. Boom. One and one. That was big. We needed that. Yeah. We All did. right. World Cup qualifying for this year, 2022. Oh. Yeah. Big game today. Yeah. Big game. I watched, I mean, I've watched all of them. I uh I I thoroughly enjoy it. We gotta we gotta win. Iran. We learned that this week too. It's <laughs> yes, Iran, uh, not Iran. Harry Kane, who mm-hmm. well, you know Harry. Yep, watched him on Friday. Was the top scorer in the UEFA qualifiers. 12 goals Harry scored. Who was the other player that was the joint top scorer? Cristiano Ronaldo of Portugal, Gareth Bale from uh, Wales, which we saw, Robert Lewinsky from Poland, or Memphis Depay from the Netherlands? I would say, I know the Netherlands are really good. The Dutch. Holland. NED, is that the... Yes. Universal symbol. I just want to make sure of that. NED. Yeah. So Ronaldo, Gareth Bale, Robert Ledowinski from Poland or Memphis Depay from the Netherlands. We're getting Depay, Lewandowski, Danny says he thinks he's the Wales guy. It's not Ronaldo. No, he's I don't think it's Ronaldo. Too- um, Gareth, so when they said, because Gareth Bale scored in the penalty kick Mm -hmm. versus the United States, I don't remember that stat being said. I think we go with uh, the Netherlands player. You want to go with Memphis Depay? Although Steven says, the Polish player lock it in. Let's go. Let's go. The Polish player that I can't pronounce his name lock it in. Final A to Z. Eric and Stephen King are my sways here. Shouldn't have been swayed. Mm. Memphis Depay. Dang it. They had DePay and Kane had 12. Your boy Ledowalski only had nine. Bale and Ronaldo had six. All right. Killer. Two and, Absolutely. Uh, one and two. This is our last sports question before our one non-sports today. Yes. My gut was correct. <laughs> well, Eric and Steven were not. <laughs> Which one of these coaches coached coached Jason Kidd first? Don Nelson, Danny Age, Greg Popovich, Doc Rivers. So Jason Kidd was drafted by the Phoenix Suns, or at least played for the Phoenix Suns. He may have been traded. That was 
Danny Ainge. I think this is Danny Ainge. Yeah, Jacob, uh, Jake Jacoby says Danny Ainge. Uh, My thought was Don Nelson. Then you got Johnny, Timothy, Jerome, and Patrick saying Don Nelson. Orlando says Doc Rivers. I I thought it was Don Nelson. Don Nelson. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Because he was actually drafted by Dallas. I thought he played with Dallas first, then he went to Phoenix, then he came back to Dallas. He did. I it's thought Don Nelson. Don Nelson was what I was thinking. Don Old says it was Ainge. I, I, it's Don Nelson. I, I've, I've thought this through. I'm locking it in. Right. I, it's Don Nelson. Don Nelson, final A to Z. While playing for the Phoenix Suns, Danny Ainge coached Jason Kidd. But Don Nelson was first in Dallas. Ah, okay. Two and two. Ugh. We needed that. Yeah. So here's a tough question. These non-sports questions are going to get difficult. I'll okay. just tell you that. Hopefully somebody has this, though. No multiple choice. Maybe somebody knows this. What is the smallest country in the world? So what is the world's smallest nation? Pretoria. I don't know what that is. It's an old Family Guy bit. I used to watch Family Guy, but I don't It's when that. Peter created his own country <laughs> in his yard. <laughs> the Vatican City. I think we I think the, the chat knows this. It's the Vatican. Do you know this? I, that once I read it, that sounds exactly correct. And this you, is by geographic. Uh, the world's smallest nation. Yeah, I think it's got to be the Vatican. Do you want to lock that in? Final A to Z. Locking it in. This country occupies an area of 0.49 square kilometers or 0.19 square miles. It's the smallest country in the world and it is Vatican City. There we go. Three and two. 1929 recognized Vatican City as an independent nation. Center of the Roman Catholicism. Yeah. There you go. All right, three and two through that new trivia. So moving forward, trivia is only five questions because it, it drags on too long. So we we're going to have to set our bar higher. And we're going to get to get to 50, right? So. That's fine. Our bar has got to be. I mean, what did we get last time? 80? 79. So our bar is 80. So which is 40 out of 50, which means we're going to only miss eight more the rest of the way over the next nine weeks. We have to set the bar high. We can't set the bar low. Okay. That's fine. All right. right. That's it. Appreciate you guys for watching again on this Tuesday. A great show here on this Tuesday. As always, don't forget buck rising live tonight for A to Z sports prime time, 8 PM central on these same channels. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel and like the show before you go. If you're on Facebook or YouTube, like the show before you go. Thanks guys. We'll see you tomorrow. 
on a Wednesday morning, and I've already got my shade locked and loaded for tomorrow. Appreciate it as always. Adios.